All righty. So we started on creation. All right. We um, spoke about all kinds of different um, wannabe creation stories. As far as evolution is concerned, in regards to Christians trying to bring in the world, um, listen, creation is the basis of everything we do. All right. Um, if we're not combating evolution, evolution is the reason the world is falling apart. Okay? Evolution is the teaching that everyone is what everybody is and there is no anything else. Okay? The idea that there is no God, the fact that we evolve and become different things and monkeys sprout people and, you know, and all this. And monkeys don't have souls. And monkeys, yeah, and we'll get into that. You know? And, and, and that is it, the fittest, you know, survive and, and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's all completely contrary to evolution. So, listen, as a believer in Jesus Christ, if we're not solid on creation, we're going to be off on everything else. Mm -hmm. um, there was a, there's a cartoon from ages ago that my, my dad used to have. And it's, you know, believers on one side and it's evolutionists on the other side. Of course, creation was the foundation. Evolution was the foundation. And from that was all these balloons that had different beliefs in both. And the, the creation side is they're attacking, you know, immorality, homosexuality, drinking, all that other, all these sins, mm -hmm. while the evolutionist was attacking creation, which was the foundation. So that's why it is so important. That's why it's really important for intelligent design to be taught alongside in, in classrooms, uh, whatnot, because when you take a lot of that out, listen, it's not... A coincidence that we take the Bible out of schools and and religion as a whole went crazy okay now there was a time that Christianity was at least respected you know it may not have been believed but it was understood that even if you didn't believe in Jesus there was at least good teachings in the Bible that you should follow of course nowadays it's live however you want to live do whatever you want to do kind of mentality and that, I don't think that's a coincidence you know mm -hmm. and that's from the fact that we lost out to evolution inside of the schools and the Bible went away pull out the foundations and there's nothing left to stand upon okay mm -hmm. so uh, then we moved into light a uh, day one two and three uh, light the firmament 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 and land all right um, the idea that earth was without form and void um then we talked how many different heavens are there three three what are they i don't know you don't know first second and third <laughs> first second and third heaven there you go we have the heaven we can see which is where the clouds and stuff are right and then we have where the, the stars and the moon and whatnot and then we have the heaven of heaven okay so uh and then we have uh the idea of what, and after each day, it closes with what saying? Morning and evening. Yes. Um, the evening and the morning equals the day. All right? <clears throat> so day four, we're going to go to um, Genesis chapter 1, 14 through 19. So yeah, day one was um, divided the light and the dark. All right, 
Someone read for me if you, uh, those verses, or you can split them up if you want. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs, and for seasons, and for days, and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth, and it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth, and to rule over the day and over the night, and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. All right, what's the great light over the day? Sun. And then how about the evening? Moon. All right. Then you got the stars in general. So day five is your sun, moon, and stars. I thought it was interesting here where it talks about how it's to divide the night and the day and how it is used for signs, seasons, days, and years. All right. Um, and it's to, to, you know, for light upon the earth. Here you have all this scientific stuff. You have all of our grass and all that kind of stuff, our plants and stuff that will need sunlight to survive. Now, again, when you start looking at evolution and all that kind of stuff, if stuff just happened and came out of evolving, <clears throat> when did the sun evolve? Yeah. Right? Because the earth would have been frozen. You couldn't have done anything without it, you know? So, you know, when you honestly sit back and think, oh, well, that evolved, what, before the earth evolved? Why? Why Why would the sun need to evolve into the sun? Well, here, the sun was needed because God created it for, uh, what is that, botany? Study of plants, right? Okay. If things evolve out of necessity... <clears throat> if the sun brought the other stuff, then how does that happen, right? It doesn't. Um, so it divides. This is where we get um, how the rotation of the sun and stuff gives us our days, our calendar years, and all that kind of stuff, which has changed throughout the years, um, depending on what Roman um, emperor decides he wants his, his days longer than the others, or what calendar we follow. Was it the Gregorian calendar? I think that's what we follow now. Um, so, but here's the idea of it's, it's, the sun is partially for the land and whatnot, and it is also to be used to determine days, years, seasons, and all that fun kind of stuff, all right? So you see all that, all just in the beginning. We're just on day four, and we start seeing order, more order, reasoning, not ultimate chaos. And that's everything God does, God does for a reason and in order. Now, we may not completely understand it, but when you read Genesis, when you read these first couple chapters, we have a God who cares so much that prior to us, he creates this perfect world that <clears throat> takes care of itself for us. And so no matter what the hard time is we're going through, when you, even if you look back at Genesis, you see this 
almighty, powerful God that even before he knew us, before he created us, he was taking care of us. Mm -hmm. Isn't it amazing how the Bible starts out with a loving God who's setting up the world just for us? Just for us, not for anybody else. Not for aliens or not for Thor or any of them other kind of people. All right? He's planning this. This is, and, and it's amazing. And God spoke and poof, there's stars. God spoke and poof, there's a firmament. It's just like, it's just the power is just amazing. And how strong we're warned and advised throughout mm -hmm. the Bible. And in the end, of, you better be ready. Yeah. Or, or else, this is it. Yep. Yeah. All right, day number five, Genesis 1, 20 through 23. And God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great whales and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill up the waters and the seas, and let fowl multiply in the earth. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. What did he create here? <coughs> the Loch Ness Monster. Right. <laughs> Good old Nessie. Good old Nessie. Nessie was first, people. There's biblical evidence for you, right? Nessie was first. You know what's interesting about this verse? Where do the flying animals come from? Out of the water. See? And that's what these verses read. The verses read that, And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly moving creatures and fowl that may fly above the earth and the open up firmament of heaven. thought that was kind of interesting. Um, and then it continues to say that every animal will produce an animal after what? After its own kind. After its own kind. So, so we had... The earth and the plants and all that kind of stuff earlier said trees after tree kind and so forth. Now we have the sea creatures. Guppies are not having sharks. All right, it's not, it's not working out that way. All right, a guppy has a guppy. All right, toads have toads. Tadpoles, I guess. Right. Guppies have monkeys. What's that? Monkeys have monkeys. And no, we're not there yet. People. We're still in the fish. We're not too much. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's got the uh, winged monkeys from the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. If it's a flying creature, is this the flying monkeys? Is that right. <laughs> Oh. Some of the evolutionists, they're coming out of water and then Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what would be the. If you look at evolution, you know, out of necessary. Necessity. What is the necessity of birds coming out of the water? Right? Because right? evolution says we come out of a ooze onto the ground until we formed legs and lungs and whatnot. Well, God says all this time, but it didn't. And that it just happened. God says I can do fish and birds all in one shot. <laughs> yeah. I. You know what? I tell you, it'd be amazing. I, you know, wouldn't it be cool to be standing next to God as He's doing this just to see you know just all of a sudden there's fish in the sea you know I mean is there like abracadabra poof you know I mean it'd be interesting to see 
mean, I don't think he stood there with a little wand or anything like that. <laughs> but, you know, it'd be interesting to see all of these creatures just appear all of a sudden. And, you know, and did the birds just splash out of the water and all of a sudden they're starting to fly around? And, and just to see this stuff come to light would just be... I hope he has more movies. It would be, can, can we go back, there. go back to beta and yeah. watch? That's right. he could just, well, he could just put it on the sky and show yeah. us, but yeah. I, I kind of hope the one, because I mean, they're going to have eternity, so yeah. when we're hearing it all, I hope we can see it. Yeah, I, and that's, you know, that'd be the kind of stuff that, that would be interesting to see. Alrighty, so day five gives us uh, sea animals, gives us birds. Alright, gotta make sure we add our Lori's favorite animals in here. Day six. Genesis 24. Now this this day six um, is pretty lengthy. Um, so we're going to start with Genesis 1 verses 24 through 26. So earth animals, that's what God brings forth last is the, is the earth animals. Um, each earth animal is supposed to bring forth after its what? Its own kind. Its own kind. Uh, I like how he points out creepy things. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all the, all the weird, you know, screaming for your husband to come squash the bug. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is where all that happened right there. Okay, thank you, Jesus, for the creepy things. Thank you for the husband to come get the creepy things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, there are some of those things that you that you wonder that I would just like, you know, for God to explain mosquitoes to me. You know, why, why do we have to? Have? Yeah, I know the scientific stuff. That's not that's the point is, but you know, a platypus. You know, some of the funny looking things, whatnot. Well, I was just gonna say that they weren't like that before the fall. They weren't a problem. Yeah. Well, they just didn't hurt. They may have still bite you, though. Um, but anyway, all that kind of stuff. It's interesting um, what all that comes from. Uh, what was there, you know, what the animals were, what they really looked like, even prior to the flood. You know, um, dinosaurs and all that kind of stuff. Big, giant animals. You know, all that stuff lived for thousands of years, grew a lot larger. Um, and... It'd be nice to see what the animals originally were created like. Because, you know, just like us, everything was created the way God wanted it at that time. You know, sin has changed a lot of things um, and whatnot. But you imagine walking around and seeing dinosaurs and stuff roaming around. I wonder big old T-Rex. That'd be fun. Um, all right. So we got our living creatures, our cattle, our creepy things, beasts. Basically, we've got our land animals rolling around in there, okay? So God creates all these creatures, all this land, creates all this world, 
the sun, moon, and stars, and a lot of it is just, it's really like just something he just woke up and did that morning. All right? But when we get to man, the pace kind of changes. The sentiment kind of feels like it changes. Now comes the reason for all of this creation. You see, and that's the beautiful part about creation is it was just something that God was just doing. He just spake it into existence. But when he stops, the wording changes. Verse 26, and it says, And God said, Let us make man in our image. See, at no point was anything else created in God's image. No point was, you know, all of that other stuff just was done. But here, it plays back to let us, well, our memory, what's our memory verse? Okay, here it starts to lead back to, there's something else there. Now, I don't think it's other gods. It's not Asgard. Okay, <laughs> but it's God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Other, because it's others, this us, let us make man in our image, means that they have equal to God as far as power, I guess lack of better terms, right? And Jesus Christ in the New Testament says he and God are what? One. One. We see the power of the Holy Spirit when he moves man's heart and even on the face of the earth and all that kind of stuff. In the Old Testament, you know, the Shani, 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 glory. Shekinah. Shekinah, there it is. Woo! The Shekinah, K was gone for me. Um, and whatnot. We see that God is one and God is three. You know, the powers, the, the greatness. All right? So here that us references back the, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Okay? Now the reason, the reason that man was created, verses 28 through 30. Someone read those for me. Well, other than the, to please God. And there, what was God, man's duty, let's put it that way, his original duty. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. All, all the way down through 30. No, oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh, and God said, Behold, I have given you... Every herb bearing seed which upon the face of the earth, and every tree in the, which is the fruit of, of the tree yielding seed, to you it shall be for meat. And to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl in the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life, I have given thee every green herb for meat, and it was so. You want the last one too? Oh, uh, no, that's good. All right. So, God put man here, and what was his instructions to us? To be fruitful and to multiply. And to take care of the land. 
Okay? And I love what he says is he says that um, I have given you every herb-bearing seed which is upon the face of the earth and every tree in that which is of the fruit of the tree yielding to you shall be for meat and every beast of the earth to every fowl of the air to everything that creepeth upon the earth wherein life I have given every green herb for meat it was so we are the dominant the earth is for us okay so this idea that society puts out of who do we think we are that they okay aside from abuse of animals okay we have dominion over animals and it's it's crazy because not crazy but and we watch a lot of these judge shows and we watch people's court and Cases involving typically dogs, but animals. The things she says all the time, I know how much you love this, this dog as a part of your family, but in the eyes of the law, it's property. And that's tough because, you know, they love our dogs like part of the family, okay? And I am sure there's many of you that do. But we have dominion over animals you know so it's it's our decision on what happens i don't think we should be allowed to be cruel to the animals okay but they're here for me they're here to sustain us plants animals all of that they're here for us god created them for our survival so if it's me or daddy Longleg. <laughs> Daddy long leg. It's getting dipped in chocolate, amen. They have those. Yes, they do. <laughs> Jungle gems. Okay. So you know this, this just that overall idea. That man has dominion. Now we are to take care of it. In that it says that we are to take care of the land. That take that means the animals too. So that's where the yeah. You've got to treat them with respect and for what they are. But ultimately, we're in charge. That's God's role. Said, this is for you. This is what I want you to do. All right. Um, the idea there in verse 27 that God created man in his own image. Nothing else was created in God's image. Okay. Think about that. God created us in his image is that a cruel unloving god that the world tries to tell you about now think about this now i you know <clears throat> abuse children to the side i don't understand how people do that when you have a child created in your own image do you instantly hate that thing you shouldn't thanks about 13 Takes about 13 years. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what? Amber's like, dance? Really? Quote of the day. Yep. 15 years. Your mentally stable person loves that child unconditionally. Okay, 
from the day that you find out you that, that you or, or your spouse is pregnant, that love is unconditional. Okay. So if God created us in his own image, how can he be a cruel, uncaring God? So then when you connect this, now think about this, the story of the Bible is this angry God, the world tries to teach us, creates this perfect world in, in five days. He then creates man in his own image, sets him over this perfect creation to allow him a blissful life. Because it doesn't say just for a short period of time, right? It's, it's forever. God intends to, for man to live in the Garden of Eden, to live on the earth for however long. There wasn't even death, so that would have gotten crowded at some point. I'm not really sure how that was going to work out, but that's God, okay? So then when man messes up and we get into the fall of man, does God just wipe his hands free and start clear to cast them out of the garden and put two new people in there? No. Now there's consequences for that, right? And we'll, we, everybody knows the fall. We will discuss that at some point. But God makes a way. He promises Christ. And then he sends Christ. And this whole time prior to Christ, he's watching over them. He's speaking to them, sending them prophets, sending them good kings, a lot of bad kings, but he didn't send those. Uh, you know, leaders, giving them directions and types of Christ to make sure that they make it to the promised land. And then when they make it into the promised land, they don't even do that right. Does God cast them aside? No. Stays with them. Finally, Christ comes. And then in the New Testament, he sends them all the disciples to lead them all back. The first we studied Acts, the first 12 chapters of Acts, was God trying to bring his Jewish people back into the fold. And then when that doesn't happen, he turns to the Gentile people. Why? So they can be a witness to the Jewish people to bring them back into the fold. All the way to the end and having a new heaven and a new earth after judgment. That's that angry God that the world wants to teach about. Yeah. Well, do you know how far, because it's only a chapter. Yeah. It's way before the fall. But how long, do, you, how, do we know how long it was before the actual fall? Not that I know of. Because there really wasn't, I don't even know if there was time at that point. Right, exactly. That's what I was You know, I mean, obviously, I mean, there was a sun, moon, and a star, so there had to be some sort of, because the morning, the day. Right. But with no decay. Right. Really can't measure time. So, I don't. I don't know because. Because um, it makes it. I mean, of course, being then in the next chapter, it makes it like, wow, he did all this, and then they were like. Well, Adam was. You remember how old Adam was? We talked about at one point in the Bible when he died. Was he almost like nine hundred something years old? Yeah. Seems like was. Yeah. So from, I'm. A, I'm. I don't know if that is, from his start to his death, or from. Right. From the removal of Eden to his death on when those years start. That would be a Pastor Barry question. Um, speaking of which, your clay question. Okay. That's not in the Bible. That's an extra Bible story. That's that's from the Quran. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. It was the Muslims or something. Yeah, it's right. the Quran. Yeah. I've seen it on TV. Yeah, I, I was. 
it just hit me. I Googled that, and I meant to tell you about it, and I forgot about it. But anyway, um, so where was I? Adam was 930 years ago. Okay. So I don't know if that was from <coughs> God creating Adam right. or, you know, from, from the <laughs> – still, that's pretty old. Yeah. He's up there. <laughs> he definitely got the golden buckeye card. <laughs> Senior discount. <laughs> Senior discount. Um, you know the, the two the two important things when when we we're talking about man God was made or he was created in God's image. Yes, God don't make mistakes. So no matter how much you think, especially with teenagers, when you get to talking with teenagers and they think you know that they're a horrible, ugly, duckling person, God don't make mistakes. If we're made out of God's image and we all look different, then we're all okay. Beautiful. God don't make no junk, okay? Just because he broke the mold with me doesn't mean that nobody else is good looking, all right? When we look at the formation of man, okay, let's get into um, how God made us dudes, all right? Chapter 2, verse 7. The Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. I like that dust of the ground thing. It was almost intentional. You know what I mean? Everything else God just kind of spake into existence. Poof, this is happening. It's almost like he stopped. He became form reached down, grabbed a handful of dirt and created man. Okay? Which is purpose, which is design, which is intent, not chaos, not randomality. Okay? God purposely slowed down, stopped, put thought into it, created man. Um, Breath of life. This is the only part of creation that got the breath of life. When he created sea creatures, was there any mention of breath of life in there? Nope. Land animals, same way. There's nothing else that got that kind of attention, that kind of detail. All right. And then it goes on to say he put, um, man became a living soul. All right. Nothing else has a soul. Now, I can say in this situation that women don't have souls either because it just says men here. That's the, that's, that's the comment that got me in all kinds of trouble. Okay? I do not believe that for all of you in here that know that. That is a joke. Not even a joke. All right. Bad Trevor. Not even funny. All right. That's the snicker, Trevor. That's, that about. was the snicker. That's right. Before you had the That's snicker. the old Trevor, right? <laughs> Man has a soul. Animals do not have souls. People are the only thing that does. You know, uh, plants do not have souls, okay? Even though, why do you look at me like that? <laughs> Even they have man-eating plants, all right? They still, they still don't have any souls man is special all right short bus special 
We need a lot of help. We really do. You know, all this that God does for us, and yet we constantly over and over and over reject him. You know, I almost wish at some point that we weren't who we were because if we continue to deny him or refuse to obey him, all of this that he has done. You ever make that statement of, you know, all that I've done for that person, they still do me like this? Been there, done that. Imagine what God feels like. All that I have done, I work my tail off for five days. <clears throat> I give them everything. Knowing that, that, that we're going to do what we're going to do. That's the worst part. Can you, if you know that a person is going to completely stab you in the back. Would you still keep giving and giving and giving? That's a tough spot. God did. Multiple times. Think about it in your own life. You think of these days of creation just right here. Just what God gave us in this class. Do we treat God with the honor and respect that he deserves? Just I'm not even talking about the blessings he's given us today. Just this right here. Do we honor God in thankfulness for creation alone? Do we give him? I mean, we, we say that we love him and we serve him. But do we? Do we work as hard for God as we do our company? <clears throat> I don't work that hard at my job. Just say no. <laughs> Are we as dedicated to God as we are our family? Think about that. Where is our dedication? All this that God's given to us, this perfect world. Where is our dedication to God? Does it, does it portray a thankfulness for creation? All right, we're going to stop there. That's man. Um, next week we'll get into... The Garden of Eden and uh, the most important creation of all, woman. Thank you. All right. <laughs>